Artificial intelligence is the most dominant disruptive technology of our times, making a way in every major industry. From all its capabilities to create innovative solutions, AI's contribution to healthcare outshines everything. This technology is helping professionals solve some of the most pressing challenges that the healthcare industry is facing. Hi listeners, I'm Apoorva from Analytics Insight in conversation with Natasha Drepo, Executive Vice President of Biosic Technologies, a leading name in the biotech industry, to talk about the invaluable support disruptive technology is offering. Welcome to the podcast, Natasha. Thank you, Apoorva, for this wonderful introduction. Thank you. So I'll quickly start the podcast by asking you to tell us a little brief about the company, its specializations and the services it offers. Sure. Um, Biosig is a medical technology company. We've been founded in 2009 and we have developed a normal biomedical signal acquisition and processing platform designed to improve the field of electrophysiology. Electrophysiology is a subsector within cardiology and it treats the disruptions in a normal heart rhythm. These disruptions are called cardiac arrhythmias. This is a very fast-growing sector that is currently valued at approximately $6 billion. Our product, uh, the Pure EP system, is a non-invasive computerized system that is designed to reveal the full range of cardiac signals and provide physicians with improved uh, clarity of the signals that are being acquired during the procedures uh, performed to address the cardiac arrhythmias. The FDA cleared our technology in August 2009, and today we performed more than 800 patient cases in nine clinical sites across the United States. We are headquarters in Westport, Connecticut, and we also operate out of Los Angeles and Rochester, Minnesota. That's great. So in 2009, when the company was set up, what was the mission of the company? Like, What was the thought behind the entire in the company and the, your product line? Our mission is to elevate the standards of arrhythmia care by providing clearer, more precise signal information that would guide critical clinical decisions during catheter ablations that can terminate heart rhythm disorders. Arrhythmia is a challenging and um, a very progressive condition. So if it is left untreated, it can lead to severe complications that include heart failure um, and arrhythmias also increase the risk of stroke. Currently, arrhythmias account for over 40% of all cardiology encounters. And even though the ablation treatments are very well established within the clinical practice, the outcomes still have a lot of room for improvement. So our product was developed in a very close collaboration with leading medical centers of excellence, starting with UCLA. Um, Essentially, our product was developed by electrophysiologists for electrophysiologists, because our goal was really to create a product that will address a real and pressing clinical need. So particularly in those early days, we spent a lot of time with the key opinion leaders and physicians that are on the front lines of arrhythmia care. The input has essentially shaped our product offering. We started conducting preclinical studies with Mayo Clinic in 2014, and um, over the past seven years, this leading center has become our primary clinical partner. Um, To date, we have conducted more than 20 uh, studies at Mayo Clinic and are now also uh, conducting patient cases at two of the clinic's uh, primary locations. And as I mentioned earlier, our system is now installed in nine clinical centers to date. And I'm pleased to say that the demand for our technology has been on a steady rise uh, since we started the commercial rollout last year. 
as someone who suffers from arrhythmia myself mm-hmm. i can totally understand how this is really important and this is in some way overlooked when it comes to anything related to the heart so when biosig was developing the product what was your role throughout the process and what is your contribution towards the company and the industry in general Sure. Well, I've been with the company for just over four years, and um, I've joined when the company was quite small, and my role essentially grew with the company. So as we've gotten bigger, I've gotten more responsibility. And But essentially, I provide strategic and operational leadership, uh, which is a truly cross-functional responsibility that oversees operations and strategic planning, uh, regulatory and quality functions, product development, and also communication. Um, I also have a leadership position within our new stimulation division. Um, in my day-to-day um, job, I work very closely with our board of directors and um, many other key stakeholders that um, include our research and development partners, such as Mayo Clinic. Uh, one of the core responsibilities of um, executive leadership um, is to identify new growth opportunities and leverage those opportunities um, and drive strategic initiatives. And one of the initiatives that I lead on behalf of the company is the implementation of um, AI and machine learning driven solutions in healthcare, starting with cardiology. Right. So as you're involved in strategic planning and product development other than leadership, um, how do you, how much do you think AI is important in the healthcare industry? And did you see a growth in the AI adoptance and acceptance in the healthcare industry? Absolutely. There is absolutely no doubt that AI has become an essential tool for increasing efficiency and driving value in many areas of our lives, including healthcare. Um, it can drastically elevate human capabilities and uh, improve uh, treatment delivery by enhancing the diagnosis, making the procedures faster, making them more accurate. Um, but it, it can minimize human errors and uh, often associated complications. All of those benefits ultimately lead to improved patient outcomes. I, I personally see AI as a vital complementary component within the healthcare ecosystem instead of a complete substitution. And if you look back at um, the, po- the past 12 months, um, I think COVID-19 uh, pandemic has significantly um, accelerated the adoption of AI in healthcare. Um, because if, if, you, if, you, if you look at the, into the essence of AI, it's, it's a perfect tool to analyze and uncover patterns in uh, vast volumes of data. And many companies such as Alphabet stepped up very early on during the pandemic to contain the spread of the virus. For instance, the contact tracing solutions that were developed by the company ultimately helped allocate medical resources more effectively uh, globally. Um, Other examples include new initiatives that were started uh, this time last year that were um, looking for ways to detect COVID-19 earlier um, than, than, than it was at the start of the pandemic, also identify better diagnostics and treatment tools, and it has all been a tremendous contribution to clinical research during during the past year. So as you mentioned, AI has been a big part of biosig and the healthcare industry on the whole. And you've also mentioned that there were other initiatives that, you know, that were started around this. Can you give us a brief about what are those other initiatives and, you know, how did they play out? Sure. Well, I, I've said this before. Um, I, I, I personally see that uh, AI is... One of the biggest opportunities that AI can bring to healthcare is to move us from what is essentially a sick care to a much more proactive healthcare. 
Um, and really, it starts very small. It starts with the increased operational productivity that results from reducing time that would have been spent on, for instance, scheduling uh, patient appointments and updating patient records. Um, I recently uh, read a very interesting report that was published by MIT, and that report revealed that over 80% of the survey participants have reported that adopting AI-driven tools has allowed their practices to use data a lot more efficiently, and as a result, has decreased the practice's medical costs. So, as we know, even the more mature healthcare systems, such as the United States, I experience time constraints and complexities that are related to to the day-to-day administration. So those relatively small gains in reducing unnecessary patient visits, for instance, can really help uh, pave uh, the the way towards better treatments. And AI can automate um, many time-consuming tasks and allow physicians spend their valuable time on uh, treating critical conditions. Now, of course, we must have a well-designed and, and clinically validated AI applications. Um, but if we if we succeed in, in developing such applications, they can do so much more. Uh, so moving from the day-to-day operational efficiency, they can scale high volumes of patient data that would identify important patterns that lead to more accurate diagnosis and uh, hopefully prevention of disease. Uh, what is critical here, in my opinion, is to ensure that we, as a healthcare community, um, supply high-quality input data that would solve the right clinical problems. You are absolutely correct. Artificial intelligence is, in a way, transforming the healthcare industry as well as the patient care industry, and it's being right. like big help to patients when they come for diagnosis or when they come for treatments and they have to take opinions about treatments and all of that. So with the emergence of AI and adoption of AI in biosig, do you think your role as a leader drastically changed from what it was before the AI adoption happened? I, I, I think this is a great question. I, I, th- I, I would say absolutely. And, uh, and I would probably start a little bit, you know, even even on the, on the higher level, and um, all of those disruptive technologies, whether it's AI or uh, you know, right now we're talking about AI machine learning, but even just looking back, uh, any disruptive technologies, first and foremost, in my opinion, transform our decision-making process, right? And a, a question that, for instance, used to take months to answer through uh, multiple surveys and uh, uh, conducting patient groups can now be answered in days, if not hours by analyzing data that comes from uh, search, uh, social media, and other everyday sources of information. And one example that uh, really comes to mind here is the Apple Heart Study uh, that was conducted, that was launched in 2017. And today, this is the most extensive arrhythmia detection study ever conducted. So when the company um, announced the enrollment into the study, they've managed to enroll over 400,000 subjects in just eight months. Yes, it, it is incredible. And this level of participation would have never been possible without the widely available device, right, that would give instant feedback between the participant and the study organizers and, and their research partners. But of course, on, on the other hand, uh, this level of engagement comes with a new level of responsibility for the leaders. Um, such a volume of data can, can be overwhelming for many organizations, <laughs> I believe even Apple, um, and in general, information is now acquired at, at such an unprecedented speed. And I think all of us must be prepared to analyze it at an appropriately fast, fast pace and make appropriate decisions. 
in, in, in general, our societies as a whole demand more rapid answers and the leaders must adapt to those new realities. Um, so in my opinion, AI-driven tools can significantly speed up data analysis and provide greater transparency. And I already mentioned uh, the, the progress that we saw with contact tracing during the pandemic. Uh, mm -hmm. That was based on the real-time tracking and geolocation. And I recently uh, looked into this a little bit more, trying to understand where uh, you know th this initiative would, you know, what other industry this initiative would benefit. And for instance, the supply chain uh, was one of the most prominent examples. So I think we can learn so much uh, from those disruptive technologies. But of course, we have to be prepared to adopt them first and foremost. Um, so, and uh, yeah, as I said, leaders in, in Biosig and, and all, all of the other companies, in particular those of the non-tech companies, must mm -hmm. constantly find ways to accelerate their product development cycles and drive overall efficiencies. So, you know, that's never easy, but um, if you think about it previously, access to very sophisticated systems was really limited to the top engineering talent. Right, I think AI and machine learning tools have allowed us to democratize this access and now, you know, give it, give, you know, different levels of systems to perhaps non-engineering, non-scientific stuff, such as nurses in clinical practice. From what you're saying, it almost feels like what is possible now was impossible or very complex before the adoption of AI and the availability of the devices like how it is now. Absolutely, yeah. And, and I really think with the, with the right level of implementation, this can drive um, so much, so much progress in our day-to-day -day lives. And because you were also stressing that, you know, organizations and companies must be ready mm -hmm. to adopt artificial intelligence if they haven't, and this is also applied to non-tech companies, right. what were some of the major challenges Biosig faced while, right. you know, during the adoption of AI? Like, how was the process before? What was the planning? How many talks happened? All of that. Sure. Another excellent question. And I think, you know, for us as, as a small company, um, the, the, we had to be prepared very early on to see how we would um, scale up the organization, how we would address future demand for our technology. Um, and we've been growing very, very fast. Our company has more than tripled since the time I've joined. So with that comes a lot of change. But we started looking um, a couple of years ago, essentially around the time we received our FDA clearance, we started thinking about how can we prepare to, um, to um, you know, for, for, for the future demand, but also to, to continue to supply innovative solutions to our customers. Mm. And over the past year or so, um, we implemented a couple of uh, programs that now allow us to, um, to automate, for instance, most of our software testing. Um, and this initiative has not only cut down the oral development time, but also allowed us to identify potential issues and, and bugs in our software much earlier in the development process. So ultimately, our operational um, productivity has, has gone up quite significantly. And secondly, and that ties in um, very closely with what we just discussed uh, a, a few moments ago, the pande pandemic has taught us all a lot. And I think a lot of companies... Um, were tested you know, to, to their limits to see how prepared they were to uh, engage their staff um, that would be working from home, but also serve their customers in a, in a non-disruptive manner. So for us, you know, some of the biggest topics that became prominent um, early last year were remote training of all of our new hires because we had 
uh, we, we had a, a big pipeline of, um, of new employees coming up and, uh, and also remote servicing of our technology because that was essential during the time when travel was extremely limited. And so we developed a series of um, training modules that now allow us to bring a new hire up to speed and, and ready to operate our system in the hospital in, in a very, very short period of time. And also we adopted uh, augmented rea- reality glasses that now help us with that remote training, but can also help us service our technology in, in different hospitals without on-site visits. And lastly, um, as our clinical footprint expanded, um, we were faced with a very large volume of clinical data that is collected every day. So because we now, you know, we, we, we're conducting multiple patient cases in, in all of our centers. So we've been gathering so much data and uh, we had to step step up and um, implement uh, novel analytics that would allow us to analyze this data. And, and it's it's been a fascinating um, fascinating process because it gives us an early insight into exciting findings from the procedures that would essentially serve as a foundation for the future development of additional uh, machine learning and AI driven modules that we will be integrating into the Pure AP. I absolutely agree with you. I think in a way, of course, pandemic did bring in a lot of chaos. But it also had a silver lining. I don't know if it's if it was because of the urgency to you know bring order or just the curiosity to you know keep advancing and developing the technology. But the true potential of artificial intelligence, even to the companies who weren't you know open to adopt it prior to the pandemic, were you know looking forward to adopting you know artificial intelligence and you know take full advantage of its potential to leverage their businesses. So in I that completely sense, agree with you. Yeah, completely agree. Yes. So in that sense, um, how what are your views on the future mm-hmm. advancements of artificial intelligence and machine learning in healthcare? And what do you expect from AI developments in the future? Like what is something you are looking forward to or predicting or expecting out of artificial intelligence? Well, I think as uh, as you probably gathered, I'm a very big believer in in disruptive technologies in general, and in particular in bringing uh, well validated and well designed clinical applications that will be based on artificial artificial intelligence and machine learning. So I. Personally, I feel that AI will continue to drive new opportunities for predictive insights and accelerated analysis of um, large data volumes can personalize treatments. And by personalizing those treatments, we can make them a lot more effective. But at the same time, the, the predictive insight that we're gathering can lead to development of novel therapies that are perhaps not yet there. And that would mm-hmm. benefit so many uh, disease groups that perhaps been underserved traditionally, right? So because we're gathering new knowledge, new insight that we didn't have before. So in short, I, I see a great future for AI in healthcare. But at the same time, in order for us to continue on this path of innovation, um, we must strive for better collaboration between all of our stakeholders. And I think... Um, so to me, this this is really um, essential foundation for for innovation that would include AI. And those stakeholders include um, players, policymakers, private sector, academia. Uh, for instance, we need appropriate standards for data access. Uh, the recognition of AI-powered forces by the FDA and the relevant international authorities, as well as is in very early days. 
right? For instance, right now, many agencies maintain healthcare data just in the U.S. alone. Um, but we need to enable a way to effectively share this information, whether yeah. it's held by the private or the public sector, um, while obviously at the same time protecting the patient data and ensuring that it's handled ethically. So I think this is this is a big, you know, this 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 is a this is a goal for us to strive towards. And I feel there is so much more we as an industry can accomplish when we can collaborate effectively. So when when we bring industry and academia together, um, there's so many, you know, we can definitely accelerate the innovation, but we need to know that <clears throat> we, have, we have all our tools and, um, and uh, regulatory path to bring the innovation to the patient. Um, you probably have heard, um, but recently the, uh, there was an announcement that the new administration wants to allocate an additional $6.5 billion for oh. a new yeah for a new health agency to speed up treatments and there are a couple of treatments that have been shortlisted that include cancer and diabetes and Alzheimer's so all very critical pressing clinical needs that uh, that carry so much burden on healthcare um, systems but obviously affecting our, our our societies as a whole so this new announcement about the this large uh, fund allocation is fantastic news. But we must also ensure that the infrastructure is there to support to support those funds, because if the infrastructure is there, then those funds can be allocated efficiently, and then the academia and uh, can can collaborate much more effectively with the private sector and bring those um, hopefully uh, highly beneficial solutions to the patients. Um, in our company at Biosec, we always say it's about the patient on the table. So we must never really forget why we're doing this in the first place. So I'm hoping that, you know, by bringing all stakeholders together, we can walk towards uh, a sustainable foundation for bringing AI in healthcare. That is brilliant. I mean, as you rightly pointed out, that without proper infrastructure and without an open flow of knowledge about artificial intelligence, there is, you know, not much that can be done when it comes to the advancement of AI and machine learning and, and any other disruptive technology, at least for healthcare, because yes. at the end of the road, it's the patients that are going to be affected. It is the patient, exactly. The that are going to be affected. And as, and as I mentioned before, artificial intelligence is probably the most revolutionizing technology that is all around us at this point and, right. you know, as a part of every major industry. And exactly. even, even the smallest advancements can make the biggest difference to a person's life. May, uh, you know, it may be even, at least like a person who's working in the professional field or like a patient who's yes. come, you know, who's come with a grievance. Artificial intelligence, one step forward makes a big difference to the lives of people. Thank you so much, Natasha, for all the insights you've given us about artificial intelligence, disruptive technologies, and Biosig, and what Biosig plans to do, wonderful things with the te- technology. Thank you so much for well, joining me. Thank you, Apoorva. It's been a pleasure speaking with you today, and thank you for having me. Yes, and I'm looking forward to the future products that Biosig is going to bring out and what else it can do with artificial intelligence and disruptive technologies. Thank you. Yeah, all the best for that. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.